What's up, everybody? Are you in the market for a new steel mace? Look no further than Adex Maces and Clubs. Go to adexclub.com, place your order, and have them delivered right to your house. Adjustable steel mace made right here in the United States. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Fred Moore, and today's guest, back again, it's been a while, Jake Shannon. What's up, Jake? How you doing? What's up, Fred? I'm no. good, man. I know you are. I've been watching you, man. You've been doing a, a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, as usual. You are uh, a very busy individual, huh? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm like, I'm type A. Yeah. And. And then if you put any caffeine on it, then I'm like twice the type A because I don't sleep and I'm up doing it at night too. All right. So you're like 12 o'clock over there. Are you on caffeine right now? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Good think I got you. like three hours sleep last night. Normally I, I, I get a, I really do prioritize my sleep, but for some reason, man, I think I had coffee too late in the afternoon. I was like up all night just working and getting yeah. stuff done. Well, you're, you're, uh, you know, my coffee hours are long gone. It's two o'clock where I am. So I'm on meth right now. <laughs> yeah. You got that Walter White special going, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what? You get a lot of work done when you're on <laughs> meth. So now speaking of getting work done, we're talking today about something that you're doing. You're, you're coaching people, right. To build up their businesses, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing, you know, it's so funny because I've been doing business consulting since uh, 2011 was when I really started doing it like without an equity position in the company that I was trying to build because I've started multiple different companies and, and different ventures that, you know, the Mace being one of them that, that listeners are probably familiar with that I started that whole thing. Um, but uh, in 2011, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it just consult. Hey, everybody, if you're looking for new fitness equipment to add to what you have and you want to find something that really complements the steel mace that you're swinging already, consider going with freedomstrength.us. They have strongman sandbags, throwing sandbags. Uh, all kinds of lifting gear. They have training sandbags, resistance bands, and weight vests, and they have apparel. And if you use the discount code SMN10 at checkout, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to help support the podcast, and you're going to help support a good American company right in Pennsylvania, U.S. of A. So check out freedomstrength.us. Because actually doing all the work and having equity is so much more work. So I just started actually consulting. And then it's so interesting how all of this um all of this coaching stuff came up. And so, you know, I get I mean, now I call myself a coach, which I think is more apt to what I have been doing prior as a consultant anyway. Well, you were uh, doing yeah, so business coaching, business development. Okay, so but you were coaching people uh, with catches, catch can wrestling, um, steel mace training. You you actually coached 
the infamous Mr. Rick Brown, Mr. Maceman himself, right? So you you you're used to coaching anyway. Um, but now you're you're going into business coaching. Well, you've been into business coaching, I should say. Yeah, you know, so I, I kind of enjoy it because um, you know, I do believe that um, you know, coaching is is super duper valuable versus being a consultant. And I was already doing coaching because I've been coaching grappling uh, since 2003. So we're going on 20 years with that. Uh, and then since I uh, created the MACE and like started coming up with all the protocols and uh, the, the names of some of the, the fundamental moves, um, I've been coaching uh, athletes. I was certified by CrossFit and uh, Valery Fedorenko uh, certified for kettlebell. And so I've been coaching for a long time athletics but that I've always taken that same attitude, that like performance-based attitude of like, hey man, like, you know, like an athletic coach into business prior. And then all of a sudden it's like everybody is now a coach. So it's been really great that way because, you know, when I, when I, now I work with big corporations. Uh, well, when I say big, I don't mean like, you know, the majority of small businesses are actually solopreneurs. They don't have any employees. That's, that's like owning a job. It's not actually owning a business. And so right. I actually work with, I typically work with, with businesses that have employees and, and typically um, uh, sales departments uh, to, to help them increase their revenues because, you know, it's one of the things that most people in business don't realize until you actually get started. Most people are enamored with an idea and, and it could be a brilliant idea or a product like I was with the Mace, but, you know, they... If you don't have a market, if you don't know how to market and how to sell, you could have the coolest thing in the world, but you, you're going to be broke. So, you know, a lot of people get focused on product development, which is great, and then totally have no clue about business development and then wonder why 50% of all businesses go bankrupt in the first five years and like 90% by year 10 because they don't actually know how to build a business. They, they're they technicians that love whatever it is they do, but they don't know how to grow and scale a business. So right. um, that's really what I spent a lot of time doing is working with with uh, companies that are looking to increase their revenues, you know, 30, 50% increase in revenues. I try to do it in 90 days or so. Uh, hold on a second, can I help you? Yeah. Uh, this is the Patel family, no? I'm sorry? No, you got the wrong house. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I I don't know. We should have we should have sold her something, man. <laughs> I bring mean, her on. Bring her on camera. Bring her back. Let's talk still, to her. They're still here. They're, they're, what are they doing? <laughs> this is good. This is unbelievable. Uh, two Indian people just walked into the house. Uh, hey, and, dude, and that's, like, that's where the mace. That's where the mace came from. So, I, yes, I should. You're, I, you're right. I should have showed them my gata over here, and I should have said, "Hey, let's <laughs> let's train." I, I'm sorry, but I gotta <laughs> hang up, Jake. Uh, we got something else going on. Uh, if, if anybody's listening to this on audio, what just happened <laughs> was two strangers just walked into my home. While I'm in the middle of doing a podcast with Jake Shannon, this is this is uh, history in the making here. All right, that's awesome. So let's try to recover. 
And let's get back to what you were saying. <laughs> so, so basically, you know, I do a lot of sales and marketing training and, um, uh, but it's also business development. So not just the sales and marketing component, but like, how do you scale? How do you get your employees? You know, there's, there's a lot of problems for people that are in small business. Like, you know, a lot of people just take a job and cash a check and they're not really engaged. They're like on Facebook or at the water cooler doing yeah. everything else, but actually helping the the person who's giving them money build their business. And so, you know, there's even like kind of a trend, <clears throat> a trendy term called quiet quitting. If, if you Google it, quiet quitting. And it's just people not going above and beyond, like just doing the bare, bare, bare minimum. Right. And so I try to help like really demolish that disengagement that people have and, and try to align the culture of the company with what the mission of the company is so that you get everybody actually stoked, happy, like, and this is where I say, like, you know, people don't want, nobody in their life is a little kid is like, when I grow up, I want to, I want to be bossed. I want to be managed. Nobody <laughs> signs up for that, but do people do seek out being coached. They want it like famous athletes, like all these people, people want to be coached because they realize the importance of that. So I'm trying to help transform um, managers, sales managers into coaches and not managers and not bosses, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and, and I got a question. So is there a difference between a company literally hiring a guy to basically, or a woman to basically do what you're saying you do, or is you know, uh, compared to hiring a consultant, like what I'm saying is put them, put them on the, on the books. As a, as a, yeah. As, yeah. You can, you can be hired. So there's there's a job role called business development. And uh, so like if somebody is is like me and not wanting to have their own business, they don't want to go work for somebody else. Like let's say in, in 20 years, I'm like, dude, I just want to focus on this. I don't want to focus on client acquisition. I don't want to focus on marketing. I don't want to focus on billing. I just want to get in and help people. I could go get a job as a business development uh, professional yeah. with another company yeah, and help them. Okay. And, and then also, you know, um, if, if uh, you come into a company and they're like, okay, Jake, you know, help us out. Are you like equipped to be able to kind of just like hop on any, anything that they're weak on and, and um, are you accentuating their strengths and saying, Hey, look, just you do this. Well, let me handle this. Or are you very, very specific on one particular thing and it's just the marketing? So, you know, there's kind of, there's, there's broadly speaking, a couple different forms of doing professional services like this. You can, you can sell like a DIY course. So that's like these online courses where you get in, log in, do the homework, but it's, you're talking to a, a digital person like on Udemy. Udemy.com is a huge, has all these professional courses you can take, right? But you're not dealing with a live person. There's no accountability, anything like that. Then you can do, that's DIY. Then you can do done with you, uh -huh. which is like what I do, which is a combination of both. I will guide them. I give them accountability. I, it's more uh, customized right. and specific to that particular problem they're trying to deal with. And then there's done for you which I don't do because I, it just is too much time. And I, you know, I would rather just teach 
the people at the company to do it so that, you know, like teach a man to fish, not give a man a fish kind of thing. Um, but that's, that would also be like hiring somebody in, in your company to do that as well. That would be the done for you. So, um, I do typically, I like to, uh, manage to strengths. I think that's the quickest thing to do, uh, where people are weak. You're going to waste a lot of time trying to approve people where they're just crappy at. Right. Right. Like if you're trying to get a, like a badass performance basketball team. And I have a guy who's a killer on free throws, but he sucks at layups. I'm not going to make him do layups all the time. Right. I'm going to be like, no, dude, you just do free throws and maybe do some layups during warmups. Okay. Right. You just get, you'd be a, you'd be really good at free throws. All right. And we'll get the guy who's good at layups and we're not going to put him on free throws. Yeah. Especially, so, you know, when there's money, yeah, I mean, we got, we're trying to make money in this company here. The last thing we need to do is try to strengthen up somebody where, um, you don't even know if they're going to gain anything. You might waste all your time trying to get this person to, to fit into this particular role that you're envisioning. You're better off just letting that person specialize in what they do and kick ass because it's, that's actually uh, a load off the person's shoulders. Now they know they get to focus on what they do best. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's really important for me uh, having come from grappling coaching and, and fitness coaching um, as my own personal passion and something that I've been involved with since I was, you know, since 1977, it was the first time I stepped on a wrestling mat. Wow. And so taking that mentality and looking at entrepreneurs as the athletes of the business world and the money is points on the board and we're trying to win, uh, and by building the best possible team and trading shitty players to another team. Like that's called being getting fired. Um, it's about performance, right? So right. like, you know, uh, to me, business actually is a, is a moral and ethical system. That's part, part of why I'm so passionate about it because I, you know, in human interactions, you know, it gets kind of, you could get pretty simple with things like, when, with regards to resources, there's only a couple ways to get resources. Hey, I could say, man, you know, that is a kick-ass hat that you got, Fred. And I just punch you in the teeth, knock you out, and take the hat. That's one way of getting it. Mm -hmm. But that's violent. I don't think that's moral. I think it's unethical. I could also say, hey, that's a cool hat. Well, look out for that car. Grab your hat and run. That's another way to do it. That's not violence per se. It's theft, though. I think it's immoral. I think it's wrong. Or I could say, Fred, okay, I like your hat more than I like my, my $25. And if you like my $25 more than you like my hat, we could trade and both of us walk away with a big smile on our face because we both benefited. To me, that's a moral win. It's a positive sum game, right? And so both people win in that exchange. And that's how I feel about business. Now, mind you, I'm not talking about giant pharmaceutical companies that buy lobbyists that then go change laws that are enforced at the end of a gun and imply to input on regulations and fees. At the end of a gun, laws, that's violence. I don't think that's moral. Um, and I don't care who does it. Um, and theft, whether it's taxation or some guy stealing my hat, is still immoral. 
And so, you know, I tend to really think that the only, you know, everything has been so freaking politicized these days, unfortunately. And I think it's all like a, a bit of a misdirection act. I look at like life, you know, not Democrats and Republicans or MAGA versus, you know, Trump humpers versus uh, Brandon idiots or, you know, like Biden idiots. Um, I, I look I look more at it like small business owners and 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 people who create value and exchange things ethically uh, without intimidation, without deception, without force, without fraud, without theft and people that don't. And there's no political party for that. And right. in fact, I think even voting is pretty stupid. Yeah. You know, honestly. Uh, so, I mean, that's probably a topic for an, <laughs> another conversation. But for me, I, I really believe in, in business um, because, you know, it is business that has lifted the world out of poverty. Yeah. It's not a redistributing other wealth. It's somebody making wealth. That, and then hiring other people and creating jobs and creating new products and technology and things that create comfort. That, to me, is what has lifted us out of poverty. And in fact, it's the stupid politicians with all this lockdown bullshit. They plunged like 20 billion people back into like the worst depth of poverty right. with a stupid freaking bullshit thing. So, you know, to me, I think it's really important that, that people have business literacy and financial literacy and actually have the tools to win. Because, you know, like I said earlier, when I'm dealing with these clients and, you know, I kind of come in as a turnaround type of guy, a lot of times people, they want more revenue. They need, you know, or maybe their business is going to go out of it. And, and they just, they don't know what to do. And if you don't know K-N-O-W, you're going to get a lot of no's, N-O. <laughs> yeah. so, so you have to figure out how, how do I market ethically? How do I sell transparently, ethically? How do I do these things to make sure that it is winner's exchange? You know, that positive sum game. Yeah, that's That beautiful. to me is the core of the whole thing. That's great. I mean, um, I think, do you, it, it, are people sort of waking up to how you described that, part of business where it's unethical do you think people are starting to realize like hey this is this shit ain't right and do you think people are are actually at a point now where they're looking to almost change the world change the country through the business that they do uh i think there are a lot of people like that i mean you can look at somebody like uh and maybe he's not the best example but look at somebody like elon musk i say he's not the best example because he does take subsidies and he does uh, take advantage of government things that can disadvantage competition. But like, look in terms of like being able to change the world, right? Like that is something that that's amazing. I mean, look at Jeff Bezos. Now, again, these are gigantic, like yeah. celebrity entrepreneurs um, and they're rare, uh, but you know, like they're literally changing the freaking world in a massive, incredible way. I mean, even Ray Kroc, the guy who makes hamburgers, I mean, sure, they're not the healthiest thing in the world, but now even a homeless guy can scrounge around enough money to get the calories needed to be fat. We got fat homeless people. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's because of people trying to actually better the world, not through a violent tax-based system by saying, I'm out of that. I'm apolitical. 
keep your dumb Democrats, keep your dumb Republicans. Yeah. None of it really I identify with. Yeah, right. I'm a I'm a value creator, you know? And so I would like to think that people are waking up to that. I do think there are many people that that uh, that see it maybe the way that I do. But I think a lot of, I don't think a lot of people do. I think um, a lot of people honestly go into business. And, you know, this is what um, Adam Smith really wrote about. Um, he's the founder, considered the guy, ideological father of, of laissez-faire capitalism, not state capitalism, which is kind of more fascism that we have today. Right. But in this oligarchy bullshit, he's talking about laissez-faire, like the small business, the trade. And what's interesting- Government um, hands off. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Laissez-faire, leave me alone in French, right? And um, and that mean that's saying to the government, like, let us be free, don't don't meddle. Yeah. Um, what people don't realize is that you know Adam Smith, that book, The Wealth of Nations, was actually published the same year that uh, in 1776, a very seminal year yeah. for people that care about this idea of being left the fuck alone by uh, busybodies with guns and goons. Yeah. And so, and whether that's the mafia or the guy, it's, it's all, it, I mean, it, you know, so, but what people don't realize is Adam Smith published that book that same year. There was this big movement. He was part of what's called the Scottish Enlightenment. And um, uh, he was actually the chair of moral philosophy. He wasn't an economist. It didn't even exist. And so he really, that was the premise that he said, you know, this is something where, People's own selfish interests, instead of trying to fight that and wag our finger at somebody trying to do better, and, which is competition. That's the basis of sports yeah. is trying to do better. Right. right. And so so instead of wagging our finger and being like, oh, you need to tone it down or you need to, you know, <laughs> like whatever. He, he was like, we can actually, you know, if you leave it alone and let people behave self-interestedly, but not unethically not violent, not theft, but through trade and trying to better themselves, everybody benefits. It's this incredible phenomenon known in game theory, mathematical game theory, of a, as a positive sum game or more simply a win-win. And so that is kind of, for me, that's at the root of what I do. It's the very base, broad, motivating thing because I think it's right. I think it's just a no-brainer. Um, now, not everybody thinks that way. A lot of people believe no, you got to do what I say, you know, <laughs> right? Like you can't smoke weed or, you know, if it's like what are known as victimless crimes, like somehow they got to be all busybody. And it's like, man, listen, I'm not going to do it. I think it's stupid, but go to town. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And so everybody tries to impose on each other when it's like, you know, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to create some of value. And when somebody finds it valuable, like a mace, they will come to me on their own volition and they'll throw down some cash and I'll give them a mace. And it's a good thing for everybody. This person's going to get fit. They're going to be able to do it without getting bored because it's crazy and weird. Um, it attracts attention. So you're going to get business because it's totally weird looking. And, and now I'm actually able to move on and, you know, it's like a candle, right? A candle just lights more candles. It doesn't put out my candle. Right. But I don't, I honestly don't know if many people really think that deeply about it. I think uh, it's just they're self-interested and they're, they're moral yeah. people though. You're, you're right. Business. 
there, there, most people probably don't. There's deep thinkers, and that's what they do. And then there's people that they just don't want to go deep. Uh, I'm encountering that a lot. I like to go deep. I like to talk deep. Um, there's pros and cons to that. But somebody like you, I can see the value of uh, bringing you in uh, because you're a deep thinker. You're How deep is a company who's just trying to turn a dollar over every day? And it's every day. It's like a rat race, right? They're just bogged down and they're like, we got we to gotta sell. We got to do this. We got to do that. They're, they're not going deep because they're dealing with spot fires all around them. They're not, they're not, they're, they're actually looking inward probably. Right. And you're the kind of guy that comes in and goes, okay, well, I'm going to look outward. I'm going to go deep. And, uh, you know, in a couple of days, I'm going to come back to you with a, with a nice package and we're going to move. Right. Is that's pretty much. Kind of, you know, I think one of the problems is, and that we're finding today that I deal with a lot with these companies is, is this, and you hear about it in the news is, is this difficulty in hiring people. Yeah. And, and it's an interesting problem because, you know, realistically, a lot of it boils down to the fact now, see, here's the thing. So I do have a master's. I'm like a nerd for business. So I, I'm a nerd for athletics, like, you know, and a, and a, a real crazy nerd when it comes to wrestling. Uh, but I'm likewise very, very um, um, uh, fascinated and obsessed with all assets, all aspects of, of business and finance. And so I have my master's degree in um, uh, what's known as financial engineering, which is basically um, uh, mathematical finance, a little bit of computer programming and, and a lot of risk, like statistical analysis. Ah, yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that's interesting is that like I was saying on the moral arguments, uh, the reason that I'm motivated uh, ethically and, and philosophically to promote business and to push it and tr try to see people succeed, you know, it, it's a very complicated system. And, you know, a lot of people look like, oh, these people, it's millennials, and they don't this, that, and they blame millennials. Meanwhile, the price of a house is such that a millennial will never be able to afford the down payment on a minimum wage job. And that's all these people are paying. And they're blaming the millennials instead of looking at policies like the Federal Reserve and, and minimum wage laws and these other things that are actually the factors creating disengagement um, where people actually aren't motivated to work, uh, especially in, the, in, in an age where there is so much automation. And yeah. people could just fucking Uber and have like a lot of flexibility on their hours. I mean, when it comes down just to a minimum wage job, right? And then to have some scummy asshole over them harassing them all the time and they're just making $17 an hour. I mean, you know, really, is it the millennials? Is it real? I mean, it's just such a shortcut to thinking. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there's like these challenges that these businesses have to really look at if they want to solve these problems, you know, like, if I hire somebody and guess what, if I pay, look, what if I pay them twice the minimum wage? What would happen? Would they actually find value in this job? And maybe I'd actually get more than double the output from a minimum wage worker because they'd actually be engaged. Yeah, They'd actually want to keep that job because this job is just not affording them just the bare minimum to make rent and food. It's actually letting them build wealth. Yeah. Like, do you actually really care about these people that you're hiring? 
Or are you just looking for basically a wage slave? And then you're bitching that they're not engaged, right? So like, there's so, I mean, it's, it's a complex problem. And a lot of people, you know, you know, if you want to win, you got to work hard. And a lot of people don't. So do you help, do you help people who are stuck? You know, uh, they got a business, maybe they have business partners, maybe they're like pointing at the partner saying, well, he's just not carrying his load. And then the other one's like, well, he's not carrying his load. Meanwhile, they're both really not carrying the load. I, I mean, <laughs> are you walking into situations like that? Constantly. Oh, my God. Constantly. So this is fantastic. I mean, this is fascinating because uh, you are you probably got to walk in there. You don't want to pit them against each other. You want to actually get them to both recognize that they're not bringing what they're not bringing. No, the, what, what I want to do is I, I want the I want the company to win. Yeah, that's that's what they hired me for. So you got to do Jedi mind then they're tricks. Fucked. Then they're fucked. No, Why I don't that? do Jedi mind trucks tricks. No. I do straight up coaching. I'm like, put points on the board or you're off the fucking team. Oh, okay. You want to win? Yeah. Like, if you don't want to win, don't fucking hire me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. I mean, there's no Jedi mind tricks. There's no manipulation here. That's spoken like it's a like, true coach. We start measuring shit. And the person not rowing the boat walks the fucking plank. And then we get somebody who rows the boat in. Yeah. And, you know, to me, like, I, this is something that, that, that I try to battle because I do believe that the business is a moral and ethical system. And I think that, you know, it's gotten a bad rap because of big companies like pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer lost the largest cl criminal lawsuit in the history of fucking criminal lawsuits. Yeah. And that company's still around and people are still injecting shit from this fucking criminal. Yeah. If it was a person, which corporations are considered persons under the law, you would not fucking inject that shit. In fact, you would want to send that person to a psychological evaluation, right? No, no, no. You send them to jail. Fuck that. Psychology is okay. bullshit. All right. You send them to jail, dude. That's okay. their fucking. I, I agree. Fucking I agree. people up. So, like, um, you know, I, I, you know, you, you have to be open. You have to be transparent. And one of my mentors, uh, who is in the, uh, you know, I, I partnered with Grant Cardone, and one of my mentors who's in the in the Grant Cardone ecosystem, a guy named Brandon Dawson, brilliant guy, very successful guy. Um, I endeavor to be like him. He, to, you know, I might be like, I don't know, you know, some some. NBA star, but he's like Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, okay, I'm in the NBA, but this motherfucker's like legend. So yeah. Um, but he always says, you know, the only emotion that belongs in business is the emotion of celebration. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and that goes for sports too. Like, I don't want to hear you pouting. Yeah. I don't want to hear you blaming. I don't care. Do you want to win or do you not want to win? If you want to win, hire me. If you don't want to win and you hire me, you're going to have a bad fucking time because I'm going to do my job. Yeah. I'm going to do my job and you're going to fucking hate it then if you don't want to win. But if you want to win, I'll tell you what to do. And it means just like any athletic championship team, you work your ass off. You you don't just – people are like, oh, wow, don't work hard, work smart. And I'm like – well, why don't you work hard and work smart? I can beat <laughs> both those motherfuckers, right? Yes, right. So so that's really what happens when I come in and I consult with a company is I, I come down, I come in, I do some fact-finding, we do a little bit of discovery, figure out what is going on, 
you know, and we start actually breaking into numbers because I don't want to hear the emotional shit. I don't care. Show me the numbers and we'll fix the, the, yeah. the, the machine. It's, it's not complicated, but it's not easy. You know, it's yeah. like swinging mace. Right. Like if I want to swing a hundred swings with a 10 kilo, it's going to take somebody a little bit of buildup to get there. Yeah. It's simple. It's not easy. It takes right. work. Yeah. I think that's uh, excellent coaching right there. I mean, that's the, the good coaches uh, that I've ever come across are, you know, they're, they'll work with you. They'll help you, but they're also going to put, a standard right in front of your face and they're going to yeah, say accountability. Not, yeah. Accountability. Exactly. And if you're not hitting it, that coach is going to F you up. That's and what that's, I like about the shift from in the, in the, in the business world from this idea of consultants to coaches. Cause the, the consultant doesn't really have the accountability part baked into the, into the role. Yeah. And you know, that is important. Because yeah. they know that I'm coming in and don't bullshit. Like, let's let's work. Yeah, I'm not just here to bill, do billable hours, and I don't care if you succeed or not. It's my job to put points on the board with the team that I have, or to trade people out and bench people and bring in some other players. Now, Jake, we got about five minutes left, so I want to just make sure that people uh, listening can get in touch with you. Um, uh, but before you give us your social media and everything, just quickly run down uh, again who who it is that you specifically um, are available to. Yeah, so really, I help. Um, I mean, it kind of depends on the business, but for the for the context of what we're talking about today, you know, I help small business owners win, and usually that's small to mid size. So we can go anywhere from five employees to about uh, fifty employees. And I particularly work with the sales uh, managers, but I do work with the C-suite as well. That's actually very important um, in, in terms of turning the company around or increasing the revenues so that they can grow and scale their business. All right. And, and, and that's kind of across most modalities. If I come into the business, I mean, there's you know commonalities in how the laws and everything else treats businesses and how they're measured and, and that. So so I like I'm working with a with a whiskey distillery. I'm working with a um, uh, sales and marketing company that does, that sells pre need funeral services, um, uh, software companies, uh, amusement parks. Like I have all kinds of different clients that I work with. It's it it's because it, it, it and, and uh, gyms and 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 like fight gyms and stuff as well. Oh, so, okay. So you are so you are working with gyms. Uh, I was going to ask. So, um, what if somebody's like kind of the greatest coach in the world? They're so good at coaching, but they're having trouble. They they just opened up a gym. They got a few clients, but they can't really get any more, and they can't wrap their head around the marketing. They can't wrap their head around um, you know the, all the business stuff that's related to. It. They're really just awesome coaches, but they don't want to work for somebody, which they shouldn't have to. Are you the right guy for them? Yeah, I can help them. Uh, the the challenge is, can they afford me? Mm. You know, so like I I I used to work more with like one on one solopreneurs, but um, I, I'm gonna be honest. There's an adage that actually the grant says that is so true in my experience. <clears throat> if people don't pay, they don't pay attention. Yeah, that's true. 
anytime I do so something true. cheap or free, yeah. it's a waste of my time. Yep. A waste I get of their client, time too. Mm -hmm, I get a client on and, you know, let's say they have 10 employees and they need me to turn the team around and turn the ship around. I'm like, okay, $26,000 for six months. And, you know, I just was working, uh, I had a client, they ran some numbers and I've been working with them for um, a, a little bit over a month on the sales portion. And they've already made a 20% increase on revenues. That's more than paid for my fee. Do you, do you understand? So like. It's an investment. The challenge is, is that you're probably going to want somebody who's like really serious and really committed to turning around their business. And it, you know, it's a better investment than an MBA. I'll tell you that right now, because uh, you, you go and learn business from a guy in grad school He's never made more than $60,000 a year. And all he does is look at dusty textbooks. He's never run a company. He's never helped other companies. He's never sold a company. He's now, you know, so, um, you know, yep. you get what you pay for is the sad truth. And if you commit, you'll make, you can make it, but you got to vet people and find the right person that fits with you as well. Jake, three minutes left. Uh, what is a place where people can go to contact you? But can they also follow up on some of this information and look a little deeper? Do you have something like that? Sure. So uh, if anybody's interested, uh, they just go to my website. I have like, you know, forms that have email. They can contact me through email. You can set up a Calendly meeting. I'll talk to anybody for 15 minutes. No, like no obligation at all. Uh, see if I can help you in 15 minutes. And, and maybe if there's, some business that we could do together um, to find that out. That's, uh, it's kind of backwards, I guess, but, you know, N01, which is basically it's a play on words is the name of my my business. Yeah. From no one, right? No one to number one is the, <laughs> is the idea behind the logo, right? But it's it's uh, number one coaching. So N01coaching.com and that'll take them to a site with different ways to contact me. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. All right. So that's, Number one coaching.com. I had to just write yeah, that and it's down. Just, yeah, just like the, the the sign and like my hat and stuff. Yeah, one coaching. I, I like the sign. Is that an actual neon sign? Oh, yeah, that's real. Wow. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah, that. Then I got my, I got a championship belt there made with, with it too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's awesome, Jake. So th this is uh, great stuff. Anybody who is looking to pump up their business, uh, to reach newer heights, to get better at business or whatever, you heard it right here. Jake Shannon is available. And uh, besides being able to contact him and do a, 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 a like a call with him, I'm sure, Jake, you would be able to, like once you have a firm commitment, fly out to anybody. You would fly anywhere in the world, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah, I have a are, whole program, yeah. and a lot of it is we do on Zoom, we do on sites. Uh, it's a whole thing. So yeah, and uh, you know, and I'm thank you for for uh, talking about this weird stuff. It's a boring for a lot of people <laughs> to talk business and whatnot. But, yeah, you know, I this I think that this market in particular uh, is. I mean, you know, it's as weird to hear me say this myself, but it's one that I created. I created this market, and so to be able to address this market and have the opportunity to help even expand it further and scale it bigger. I would love to help anybody that, that is serious. All right, Jake Shannon, everybody. Thank you, sir. Uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing what you can do and uh, we'll catch you hopefully at the next podcast. Take hey, care. Thanks, Fred.